Hello listeners, episode 250 of Retro Encounter is on the horizon, and we are doing a mailbag episode. Please send emails to the address retro at rpgfan.com, and on episode 250 we will read aloud and respond to as many emails as we can. The questions can be whatever you like, but we especially want recommendations for games to play on the podcast, because we will be choosing one game suggestion from episode 250 for a Retro Encounter episode later this year. Now here is the latest episode of Retro Encounter. Welcome to episode 240 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and I'm joined by the same crew as last week, starting with Nicholas Whaley. Hello. And Zach Wilkerson. Hi there. And Alana Hagues. Heya. And Stephanie Sabidlo. Yeah! <laughs> well, the five of us um, are playing a little game, a podcast game, in which we're trying to determine the best console to play RPGs on. We're weighing the console's, you know, RPG library, visual novel library, form factor, and other things to determine what our Retro Encounter's official favorite console for RPGs is. And we started out with a Spectacular 17 and moved down to an Essential 8. I won't announce all eight right now. We're going to have them go through the matchup by matchup, just like we did last time, but maybe have a little bit more in-depth discussion than in the previous episode, because we're not trying to race through 17 consoles and just list uh, games while also calling all of them uh, port machines. <laughs> They're all port machines. They, they kind of all are port machines. Sorry, like, and so, so accusing one and not another of being a port machine is just a useless exercise. Let, let's, let's try to avoid that term, please, this episode for my sanity. But does it count towards the reason why you'd want one of these systems? Because some of them are actually made lucrative by their ports. Yes, and that is something you, should, you can consider, but... I, uh, l- let's avoid just using it using that as a dismissive term. Agreed. So, hmm, let's start. Let's go bottom to top this time. The first match of is uh, excuse me. The first matchup of uh, this podcast episode is the number one seed PlayStation versus the number eight seed 3DS. The PlayStation defeated the Dreamcast in the previous round, and the 3DS defeated the PlayStation Vita in the previous round. So let's see how it goes for them this time. Uh, what are your opening remarks on this matchup, uh, Zach? I mean, the 3DS has a great library, but let's be honest, the PS1 library is astounding. I mean, like, it, it's got Suikoden 2, it's got both Lunar, Lunars, it's got a bunch of Final Fantasies, Xenogears, Final Fantasy Tactics. I mean, it... 3DS is great. It's got a lot of great stuff, but it's it's not even close. It's pretty absurd. Like, um, hang on, I got my list here. So, like, yeah, Final Fantasy 7 through 9, Chrono Cross, FF Tactics, Xenogears, Legend of Dragoon, Legend of Mana, Legend of Legaia, uh, Suicune 1 and 2, Star Ocean 2, Grandia, Breath of Fire 3 and 4, the really good ones, Valkyrie Profile, Sacred Frontier 1 and 2, Alundra, Lunars 1 and 2, Musashi, Wild Arms 1 and 2, Personas 1 and 2, Sympathy of the Night, Tales, and Parasites. Uh, sorry, Parasite Eve. <laughs> Yeah, those are a lot of video. Those are a lot of video games and a lot of very good ones. Uh, some we even recorded on this wow. podcast. 
they've even aged pretty well. I, I, well, I see that, but man, I want to talk to like new RPG fans and see if it really have aged well. Well, I mean, I played Vagrant Story last year, and oh, I, uh, that's um, yeah, and oh, God. I'm trying to forget all the hours I put into Legend of Dragoon, but uh, I, I also, I also replayed Castlevania Symphony of the Night last year. So, like, um, I think that the the visuals of the PS1 over a certain time or place, time and place, but. It was a huge jump going from 16 bits to to CD audio and video, and the, such good 2D games, it, it, like real classics here. And and the library is so strong. It it really is. I mean, we're talking about a bunch of all timers here. Uh, Zach, you were and, and Alana both. You were on a um, uh, best PS1 RPG episode that we did uh, yeah. earlier earlier this year, and I mean, I mean, we could have gone 20 deep in that episode easily. We could have done, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, even we in left the... Chrono Cross off the list. Chrono Cross did not make the top ten. <laughs> Chrono yeah. Cross, yeah. I mean, like, the 3DS has got some really cool stuff. You know, it's got a couple of Mario games on there. It's got Pokemon. It's got Fire Emblem as well. Um, but I think what also beats the beats it out for the PS1 for me is like not just the depth of the library, but also the variety of the library. Like you know, you've got Valkyrie Profile, which is a platformer with you know each button corresponds to an attack, and you've got Vagrant Story, which is extremely artistic and is extremely difficult. Parasite like Eve, you know, the PlayStation games weren't as big budget, so like they were a lot more experimental. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, just it's kind of slowly yeah. trickled down into becoming um, something more of a popularity thing. The, yeah, they're the, different generations as well, though. So I guess the yeah. budget would always be different anyway. But like the PS One has more variety in terms of gameplay styles and genres within RPG anyway. So I think, like, yeah, it, it was before a time where AAA video games cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. I mean, I think they still look good. Some some polygon jank is weird to go back to uh in in 2020 but i mean for how important it was and for how well it holds up i think the ps1 is uh i might it um, it might have a ticket to the final two i'm not sure i i, I don't know i don't know if i want to say that yet but i think <laughs> i think that uh as much as i love things like i don't know the last two phoenix wright games and persona q2 which i was literally playing 45 minutes ago uh I, I think the PS1 has this. Uh, um, are we ready to vote, or do we want to keep talking a bit more? Uh, uh, Nicholas, what are your PS1 thoughts and 3DS thoughts? Yeah, so for this matchup, I think it really comes down to uh, the advantages of each system versus just the library. Because if you're a person who's consistently on the go, I think you know both of these libraries are, are very good in their own you know field. Uh, but for me, when I play an RPG, I really like to get immersed into the world so i really like to hear that soundtrack and and really absorb those visuals and sometimes i find that more difficult you know on a smaller screen maybe i'm out and about and i can't fully immerse myself into that soundtrack so for me like if i'm just judging it based on the library i go ps1 but just judging it on based on how i play games as well i'm gonna go to ps1 as well that's actually a really good point, because, mm. yeah, the 3DS and even the Nintendo DS were, like, my go-to systems for college. <laughs> mm. You know, just what kept me company on the bus, you know, day in, day, day after day. Um, but, man, it's hard to deny that PS library. Yeah. Uh, One thing in, like, the 3DS's favor is that it basically saved Fire Emblem, and I think we chatted hmm. about that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Like, you know, and look where that is now. I mean, the PlayStation... I don't think it saved any series necessarily, but it definitely started off some absolutely huge ones. 
Even Pokemon-wise, I'd say 3DS isn't the best helping for those two. X and Y and Sun and Moon, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good Pokemon, but I mean, I would, I don't know. I I think the DS had a stronger Pokemon suite. I Um, like Sun and Moon a lot more than X and Y. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, too. But uh, anyway... Ever Oasis on the 3DS is really special. Ever Oasis is really unusual. I never got a chance to play that, but that was by... Oh, God, who was that done by? Some of them... Is it former Mana people, or...? Yeah, it looks and feels like it, too. It's ridiculously colorful and gorgeous. (laughs) They found a way to make the desert just the prettiest place. But, I mean, what do we want want to vote for? The Legend of Mana people or the former Legend of Mana people? (laughs) (laughs) It's cold. It's cold. I think it's it's time to vote. Um... I'll yeah. go first. I vote for PlayStation. Uh, Alana, what's your vote? PlayStation. Zach, what's your vote? PlayStation. We're gonna we're gonna go over the full five. Stephanie, what's your vote? Whatever. It's PlayStation. Yeah. And uh, and Nicholas, uh, is this gonna be a four-one or a clean sweep? Clean sweep. PlayStation. All right. Yep. The PlayStation advances in our first matchup of the night. I am. Nicholas going... is probably the most polite about you know kind of giving the three D S some slack there though. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay to be devil's advo- advocate a little bit, but I mean, it, yeah, th- th- this is where we landed. Uh, okay, so next down the line, we have the the number five seed versus the number four seed. The PlayStation Four versus the Nintendo DS. So the the Sony console stepped ahead a couple generations, and the Nintendo console went back one generation for this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PS Four is the second youngest console remaining of the eight that we have. Uh, we have a couple RPG fan games of the year uh, in that list, like your uh, Final Fantasy 15s and your Near Automatas and yeah. your and your mm-hmm. Dragon Quest 11s. Agreed. But but the Nintendo DS had a, a really long lifespan. It was Nintendo's go-to console for something like... I, mean, I should say go-to handheld for something like eight or nine years. And we're talking... Uh, at least seven Dragon Quest games, four Professor Layton games, a bunch of really good uh, Mario RPGs, uh, the Phoenix Wright series exploding worldwide, um, Radiant Historia, some really good Pokemon, probably some things I'm forgetting. Uh, one, ba- uh, two not great Fire Emblem games, but that that's where the it, that series shines brighter on the 3DS. Um, Alana, what it, what are your opening remarks on PS4 versus DS? Well, we didn't get Radiant Historia in Europe. Oh, <laughs> So, yeah, I do own it, though. Um, again, do we have a round two of... upset? For me, it's easier. Again, I think I said this last time. I don't play handheld games as much as I do, or I don't play handheld RPGs as much. So, like, my DS RPG experience is probably even more limited than my 3DS one in that it is probably just Pokemon. Um, the PS4, though, is, like... Um, I don't know, there's been some real special games on there, and to, like, hone in on Dragon Quest Eleven in particular at the moment, like, I put so many hours into that game, and my copy of fourteen, Final Fantasy fourteen, is also on PS4, which you can play, use it or play, and even though, like, it, it's just... Ugh, I don't know, the PS4 is, like, my go-to RPG system now, like, over the Switch and other consoles, just because I can sit down and get on with things and you know i'm just happy it's all there it's everything's there um but yeah the ds is definitely good and i do love phoenix right as well but i yeah it's kind of a jumbled like i love the ps4 and the ps4 has given me dragon quest 11 and near and both of those are like two of the best games of the last 10 years so and two of the best games ever 
So, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, the DS has a great library. I mean, like, The World Ends With You, which I don't think, I'm not sure if we mentioned or not. Um, Pokemon, Dragon Quest. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff there. Um, but there's only one original Dragon Quest game there. I can play Dragon Quest somewhere else. And it, as anybody listening to this knows or has listened to me podcast here a lot, I, I care about Dragon Quest a lot. And Dragon Quest Eleven is better than anything on the on the DS. Um, add to that Near Automata, The Witcher 3. Um, I mean, you can play Persona 5. Um, I mean, it, I, I think that the DS might be a little bit deeper, but the PS4 is so much more top-heavy. I mean, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, th- th- there's just so much stuff to play on the PS4, and it's probably almost as deep at this point. Um, and the top games are, in my opinion, much stronger. I don't want this to be a comparison of one generation versus another, um, but I, I mean the PS4 has been really the signature console of the generation for the past five years or so. Like all, most of the best non-Nintendo games are, are are PS4, and this has been a pretty strong run of uh, run of three or four years for RPGs. And when I try to think of my favorite DS games, I mean I think of you know the best Phoenix Wright and Professor Layton games and. Uh, Really good ports like Dragon Quest V and Disgaea DS. Uh, some really good Castlevania games. I'm not sure we mentioned those. Mm. Uh, uh, Ghost Trick, which we podcasted about less than a year ago. But I, I think I might agree with Zach. I'm not sure any DS game is as good as Nier Automata or Dragon Quest XI. No, I don't think so either. I'm, 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 I'm talking myself into the PS4 when I, I thought I might vote chalk for uh, this entire Essential 8 round. I'm not sure. Uh, and, and Nicholas, what are your thoughts on PS4 versus DS? Yeah, I, I don't have too much to add. I feel like things are generally covered. Um, I, I will say, you know, it's it's a very... They're both very different systems. Like, when I think DS, I think kind of that old-world, almost uh, SNES sprite charm, because I think of, like, the Dragon Quest and things like that. And then you've got PS4, which is just signature, massive worlds, beautiful, you know, art direction. I think of, uh, like, Persona 5, this massive, expansive game, and it just doesn't really... I don't see that on DS, and Mm. I kind of lean more towards those big expansive worlds so it's uh it's definitely ps4 for me so the, the real question is what's better elite beat agents on th- on the ds or <laughs> or the or the disco mini game in yakuza 0 on the ps4 Ooh. oh come mm. on it's from an, what i've seen today it's an impossible it's an impossible question impossible oh. <laughs> uh steph do you have any thoughts on ps4 versus ds God, that's a really, really hard one to be honest. I'm, I'm actually even throwing Cyberpunk 2077 pre- preemptively in there. Sure. Um, Me too. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, that's a really good lineup for both of them. The DS really did keep me company. It's like a friend to me, but like you know, PS4 is like a friend I want to hang out with. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I, I, I mean. It's not an RPG, but I have fond memories of playing, of like going to concerts with friends, and all of us had our DSs, and we would play uh, Mario Kart DS together, like like uh, like, like like between sets. I, I specifically remember that happening once, and I think the DS is, um, I think it's still the most successful handheld of all time, and it really 
Uh, it's intuitive as hell. Like, the touchscreen, yeah. you know, as gimmicky mm-hmm. as it was, it served such good use across so many games. And it was an important step uh, in Nintendo's development of their console architecture. Like, I think yeah. that, like, the 3DS was huge and is basically made in the DS's image. And the Switch, I don't think, is the same console it is without the handheld touchscreens on the DS, Wii U, and 3DS. It's it, it's an important console, but it, for the purposes of this exercise, like if I am, if there's a game that's multi-platform that I want to play on, it's most of the time it's PS4 because the PS4 is stronger than my PC, and uh, and 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 looks better on a big screen than than my Switch for the most part. Like like I, I multiple times in the past couple of years, I've had options of like um, P, PS4 versus Switch, and I've gone PS4 most of the time and. A couple times I picked Switch, like for Bloodstained, I had some regrets. The, 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 the PS4 is is my console of the past couple years, and I I think I'm gonna vote for it. Uh, but but let, let's let's go to that I, vote if, right now. If I actually went hardware wise, I actually just want to complain about the PS4 for being a terrible piece of hardware, even though it does have good games. I don't know. I prefer the PS4 to the PS3. I I, I agree, especially especially for an interface and usability standpoint. Oh, you, you can God. you can you can put earbuds into your controller so you don't have to like turn the sound down when your parents are asleep upstairs. Yeah, I love that. It's so cool doing that. I did that for seven remakes with the PS3, and I hate just like the frequent chugging of like you know resources it has. It takes forever to load things. Data management's a bit of a pain in the ass. The solid state drives that they're putting into the PS5 is it, like Sony's targeting load times um, uh, um, uh, among the their techn- technological improvements for the PS5. But we're we're gonna stay into the past and present and not look to the future right now. I think it's time to vote. Uh, I'll go first. I am surprising myself a little bit in voting PS4. Um, Nicholas, you go next. So PS4 for me. All right, uh, Alana, go ahead. It's PS4 for me too. Uh, Zach, PS4. I'm I'm a little surprised by this. Uh, no matter how Stephanie votes, but uh, Steph, what's your vote? I'm gonna be that dumbass who votes for the Nintendo DS out of All right. principle. No, 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 no. no, no. Vote, how, vote how you want to vote. Right. Don't don't let yeah. us do not let us influence you. Um, it's, it's a whole. I probably topic. agree, but I just kind of want to show a little bit of love to the NDS sure. just because it was a really, really, really cool system. It really managed a lot for how tiny everything was. This is probably the hardest matchup out of all the ones left, I think, because the they are both. power, especially. Yeah, like, the both of them were significant steps up from the GBA and the PS3, and it's like, that's, you know, even though all of us voted yeah. for PS4, it's kind of just, it's like splitting hairs almost sometimes. Yeah, the, I think they represented a strong era for uh, Sony and Nintendo, respectively, and uh, I guess just, just weighing the their top games and... And and our memories of each maybe we're victims of recency bias, but the, the PS4 wins in the four seed versus five seed matchup. So let's go uh, down one more to the the results of some of our upsets. We have the number three seed PlayStation Two versus the number eleven seed Nintendo Switch. Also not an easy one. Ooh, that's a tricky um, one. I. I'm enjoying video games so much right now because I have a bunch of systems I love playing things on, the, the, the PS4 and Switch specifically, but the PS2 was so important to me when I was, mm-hmm. a, when I, when I was a teenager. Uh, yeah, because it came out when I was in my early teens, and I, I, didn't, I didn't rediscover a love of RPGs or anything, but just, like, it made me, like, everything I played in the PS2 felt like 
so much better than what came before and made me a fan of new things. Like I'm a, I'm a Persona obsessive because of its P- of the PS2 games. I uh, I started enjoying 3D platformers for uh, like when when I disdained them before because of the Ratchet games on PS2. Uh, it, it it had it like rekindled a new love in Dragon Quest and in, in me that I didn't have nearly as strongly uh, pre PS2. And the Switch might have the best usability and form factor of any game on this list, just because switching between handheld and um, and uh, and console versions with that feature working, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, at least personally, and having a strong library on top of that. Um, this is I, I think I'm still leaning PS2, but I, this is a closer matchup than maybe I first thought. Uh, Stephanie, what are your opening remarks on PS2 versus Switch? and sad. If I don't say the Switch, I feel like I'm betraying my baby, you know, because there's just a whole bunch of games on there that I just adore, but the PS2 is really, really, really good. Atlas definitely killed it, you know, they had a bunch oh of God. How- games, Persona, EDS, The Rido, Starship 3, and Shadow Hearts. Just, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just doing some mental math, uh, there's a, Atlas had at least eight games on the PS2, and... Crazy. And and and, uh, and it's a the, the, I don't think there's a dud in the bunch unless you really hate uh, Raido Kuzunoha Solus Army whatever that How game dare is. Dare you then? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, even Man. Dragon Quest. Yeah, you know, I, I'll give it tip of the hat. PS2 too. gave me Disgaea. How can I vote against it? Oh, too, but the yeah. re- the remake of Disgaea what? on the remake the of Disgaea on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what swings your vote, Disgaea. <laughs> I am like the number one Disgaea fan on RPG fan staff now that now I that know. now that John Tucker's retired. <laughs> That's true. I didn't know yeah. he liked it that much. Oh, you know he he reviewed yeah. a, he reviewed a bunch of them. I I would read them before joining the site. So so Nicholas, PS2 versus Switch. What are your feelings on this? So this one I feel mostly comes down to library. Uh, I love my Switch, um, and you know it's it's a little difficult because we still haven't seen all that the switch is going to bring us, you know, it still has probably five, six, seven years possibly. Um, but the PS2 library is again, it's almost my opinion, comparable to the PS1 library in terms of just sheer experimental volume. There were so many RPGs for PS2 yeah, and, uh, you know, a continuation from the PS1 library, you've got the wild arm series, you've got Suikoden, um, both of which we have covered PS2 it, games on retro encounter. <laughs> I have to side with the PS2 on this one. It's hard because, like, it has the best version of Dragon Quest XI. Switch does. It has the best version of Xenoblade Chronicles. I mean, like, I know we're not talking about ports and we're talking about things that are native, but, like, we're talking about two games that are markedly improved. And I spent seven hours today playing Xenoblade Chronicles just so everybody knows what date we recorded this. But, um, (laughs) I mean, it's hard for me. But, like, Dragon Quest VIII is a great game. Personas, Xenosaga, Suikoden 5, Suikoden 3. Uh, ah, I, I still don't know how I'm going to vote. Uh, we, we don't talk about 4. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, it's got Breath of the Wild. It's got Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I like a lot. I, mean, I actually like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 more than the first one. Um, mm. Whoa! That's a spicy I don't know, man. That's a spicy It's tough for me. I, no, I... 
I should correct myself because I do like Xenoblade Chronicles too, but I probably hate it in equal measure. It's like as much as I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's a totally understandable position, but man, yeah. like going back to the original Xenoblade, I'm like, oh my gosh, the combat is so much better in Xenoblade Chronicles too. Once like, so it much hits, better. once it hits, it's yeah, after 35 in hours, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. It's way better in Xenoblade. It's 300 too, hours into that. that game, so kind of like how uh, it's got The Witcher too. I mean, I yeah, kind of kind of like how Hour One of Disgaea isn't as good as Hour 71 of Disgaea. But, yeah, uh, but do, do I give do I vote for the console that gave me Disgaea one or the console with the best port of Disgaea one? Yeah. It's it, but the yeah. thing is I, I think that part of the library argument, which is which is valid, is that the PS2 had a solid eight years of games. Maybe I'm off by a little bit. While the Switch has you know just because yeah, of yeah yeah that. just because of the passage of time only has maybe four four years of games and uh, I think less. But like like like. The Switch hasn't been around long enough to have real weird hidden gems like a Steambot Chronicles or a Jade Cocoon 2. Right. <laughs> I also <laughs> noticed that we start running into an issue like when it comes to more recent consoles that are more interested in actually porting to everything. Uh, like, because quite a few PS4 games and, you know, even Xbox One games start to overlap. It's not an issue, though, is it? Yeah, it's just well, an accessibility thing. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah things thing. are less unique nowadays, basically. I know what you're getting yeah, at, definitely. Be, because the most successful games want to be available on as many consoles as possible. And so that, like, really good games of one or two generations ago are more likely to get ported now. And even though some have suspiciously not had a port in 20 years, which I still don't understand. Uh, but, I, I, again... Like and I know and thank you for no one mentioning Kingdom Hearts, but uh, but uh, like I, I think I think that the I no think Kingdom Hearts on the Switch. It's got to be a selling point for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't mention Kingdom Hearts for uh, the 3DS episode, uh, episode either because there's no Kingdom Hearts in Final Fantasy Theater. Then what's up with that? Oh, right? Yeah, I still don't, I still don't understand that. That that's not felt like a no brainer to me. But uh, anyway. I think that the overwhelming strength of the Switch is its form factor, and the overwhelming strength of the PS2 is its library. But but neither of those things for the opposite consoles are bad. Just like one has a legendary library, and one has maybe the coolest uh, form factor and functionality of any console ever. But I I, I vote for library over. Uh, I, I think it's probably my strongest criteria for uh, the purpose of this exercise. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Let's vote, and my vote is for PS2. Uh, Nicholas, what's your vote? It's gonna be PS2. All right, and Alana. It's gonna be PS2. And Stephanie. Yeah, PS2. And Zach. It's a tough call, but I, I think the Switch is more top heavy. I go with Switch actually. Interesting. What? All right. Well. Because of Zach's spoiler vote, uh, the PS2 beats the Switch 4-1 to one instead of a clean sweep. <laughs> and we are already... Uh, the Fighting 4 is three-quarters done, and it's all Sony so far, but that is about to change because the final matchup of uh, the Essential 8 round is the N- Nintendo Game Boy Advance versus the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's uh, Nintendo versus Nintendo for the, uh, for the first time in this episode. Uh, the 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 GBA beat the Sega Genesis in the seven to ten matchup in the previous round, and the Super I love Nintendo. The GBA, but it's gonna get yeah, <laughs> the Super yeah. Nintendo annihilated the poor PS3 in the first round. Yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't help that. I mean, even if you don't like Mega um, Man Battle Network, then just go play Mega Man X, and you know, go sob with Mega Man X. <laughs> oh, I have sobbed with Mega Man X so many times. <laughs> 
I mean, when I got the SNES Classic a year ago, or maybe it was longer ago, I don't understand the passage of time anymore. The first thing I did was sit down and beat Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, putting that aside, uh, the Game Boy Advance had a lot of good games. It, it's what got me into Fire Emblem. Uh, it's It had a bunch of good Castlevania games, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Mother 3, which... Uh, which which sixty percent of us are recently uh, intimately familiar with. Indeed. Still mourning. Yeah. Oh boy. You want to talk about you want to talk about getting sad with some video games? Goddamn. <laughs> uh, like, like, the GBA is strong. It was a fun upset for the first round, and it's earned its spot in the Essential Eight. But I mean, oh boy. I mean, I, I almost made the SNES the number one overall seed because of its library of of true unassailable classics. Right, yeah. I mean, like, even as someone who had a GBA before they had a Super Nintendo, like, um, the Super Nintendo just absolutely blows the GBA out of the water for me. Like, Chrono Trigger, you know? Chrono Trigger itself is just kind of... That's it. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, the GBA, again, has got, like, some of the best versions of certain games. And I love those Castlevania games. Like, Aria of Sorrow yeah. is probably one of my favorite, probably is my favorite or joint favorite of that series. But... Yeah, you know, Aria of Sorrow is amazing. It's in my top three for the whole series, uh, um, Metrovania or not. No, I like that I gave enhanced versions of uh, Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6, I think? I don't know yeah. No, uh, yeah, one, one, two, four, five, and 6. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They did those really sick remixes for that. Yeah. Okay. That's how I played Final Fantasy 1 and 2, actually. It's yeah. the be- I think it's the best uh, way to play 5 and 6, which are, uh, whoops, two really good SNES games. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just the Super Nintendo is, like, even when you go outside of RPGs, like, you've got some of the best Mario games, you've got the best Metroid game ever. Like, <laughs> it, it's just crazy. Like, it- that console is a classic for a reason and the gba is so cool i mean like the little sp with the flip up and the light and everything it's very cool but this is an amazing coincidence you brought up metroid a minute ago um i haven't played a ton of metroid games i'm not the biggest fan of the world but my favorite metroid game is on the gba (laughs) and those were so good but yeah they were but but to be fair i haven't played the metroid game on super nintendo (laughs) I know. It's, 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 I know. I, I've, I've mentioned it on in a couple places before, but uh, Super Metroid is a a gap in my video game resume that I would like to correct soon. But I, um, yeah. but until I play that and know for sure, uh, my favorite Metroid game is Metroid Fusion. That's a, that's a really good game. It's a really good one though. It is. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll tell you what, one thing that Super Nintendo's got that no other console's got a good version of, Act Razor. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God I love... smack. Speaking of... Oh. Illusion of Gaia, Terranigma... Oh, Terranigma is so on. good. I mean, we, I mean we have, have we mentioned Dragon Quest yet? I mean, it gave no. us... Right? It, it, oh. it gave us It gave us my favorite Dragon Quest game, Same. probably. Me too. Um, uh, Earthbound's pretty good, but so is Mother 3. Damn it. Uh, and, and, uh, it. Mother 3 is a big juggernaut to consider in this situation, but I guess oh, and, you get Earthbound. I mean, I mean also, uh, Tales of Fantasia is a particular favorite of mine, and... Um, I that's think on both consoles as well. Which that's true. Oh, 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 okay. Are better than anything on the GBA. I mean, I, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, uh, to, but, in, le- in less than yeah. in less than twenty four months, the SNES uh, just Square on the SNES released Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG, and Psychonensetsu Three, and each of those games had a 
there was overlap, but it had like different development teams and I think different uh, different compo- main composers uh, musically for each of those games. Like did, what yeah. a what yep. a run! Like my, my four favorite Super Nintendo RPGs, or at least four of my top five, were made by the same group in twenty four months. Like what a run! That is insane. Um, and and again, like the GBA is great. It has a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, oh boy, which which game had the better ogre? title because SNES had Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre. Ooh. GBA had GBA. No, it's gotta go to SNES. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Knight of Lotus is good, but G- but uh, mm. <laughs> the, I, I think hurts. the three GBA Fire Emblem games are a little better than the three SNES Fire Emblem games. Yeah. But the, but there's I mean those are there's still a lot of good ones there. Like that. It's definitely Super Nintendo. Like I love uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I say that. I was just going to naturally say I love the GBA. I like the GBA. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not a huge handheld gamer. But like if you were to put it on a scale, the weight behind Super Nintendo just completely obliterates the scale entirely. Yeah, I mean I mean the, me. GBA has a lot of Pokemon help too. I'm not sure who mentioned that, but uh, not my favorite gen. But... Yeah, me neither. But um, that's one in favor of the Super Nintendo. Alana, what's your vote? But it's Super Nintendo. Got it. Uh, Stephanie, what's your vote? Super Nintendo. Zach. Super Nintendo. And it's a que- I'll make it a clean sweep. Super Nintendo wins over the GBA in the final match of the Essential Eight. So I'm it's the only Nintendo standee left. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little surprised by that, but. Uh, I guess because um, uh, there was one upset in the Essential 8 with the PS4 defeating the DS, but here we are, three PlayStations versus one Nintendo machine. But I would <laughs> I would not exactly count out that Nintendo machine yet because that is a that the SNES is a hell of a console. But uh, we're gonna leave the uh, Nintendo alone for a little bit to deal with our first matchup in the Fighting Four, and it is Sony versus Sony, the PlayStation One versus the PlayStation Four. The the thing that got Sony into the game to Sony's current machine, which is near the end of its lifespan, because, I, I mean, uh, coronavirus notwithstanding, we're supposed to get PS5s later this year. Yeah, yeah we're in heavy announcement mode right now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. This episode, is, we're at the very end of May right now, but this episode is airing in June, and, and June is going to be a big announcement month. I have, I have no doubt about it. But uh, yeah. we're, we're, right now, we, we're living in the PS4's world. But its past is coming back to bite it in the ass because PlayStation versus PS4. I I think that this is similar to the like PS2 versus Switch matchup in ter- in terms of having just an amazing library versus amazing functionality. But I mean, I don't I don't. This is hard. I need more time to think. Uh, a little bit. Uh, Nicholas, give us your opening remarks. PS1 versus PS4. So. For me, now things get really difficult because so far uh, it's been pretty straightforward for me. I've been like, you would name a system and be like, okay, weigh a few things. It's this one. But now it's uh, these are two systems that I absolutely adore. And I really have to put myself in the mindset of, I I would say, impact to the industry at this point. Um, You know, PS1's library, I feel, really just broke bounds uh, or boundaries from the Super Nintendo, the 16-bit era. Um, And, you know, they were very experimental. Um, I'd say for PS4, we're we're now almost fine-tuning things. Like, you get a very specific art direction, a very specific soundtrack style. Um, But I do feel some, some overlap. 
like I've definitely played games where I would feel like, oh, I've I've played a game very similar to this already, but it's just, it looks different. Uh, so I think for me, in terms of what it did for the industry and the experimentation that it undertook for its library, I have to lean PS1. Okay. Um, after thinking about it more, I, I again, the most important factor for me personally when I vote is library. And I think if you were to weigh, say, my personally, my five favorite PS1 games versus my five favorite PS4 games, again, focusing on RPGs, it's actually pretty even. But if I were to go into what's my, what is the top 10, what is the top 15 of my feelings, I think that when you get into that level of depth, the PS1 emerges as a much stronger console for RPGs. That's that's my initial feeling because like like I don't know if I can even name my fifteen favorite PS4 RPGs like but but with PS1 I I, I I I wouldn't even need a visual aid I could get to at least fifteen that I really liked like like I'm not even I mean my what's my favorite PlayStation One RPG probably Final Fantasy Tactics and for PS4 it's probably Dragon Quest Eleven like those might be both in my personal top ten it's 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 a little hard weighing the very top but I think that PS1 has a much stronger de- depth of library than PS4 does. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm still not 100% sold, but I'm leaning one way. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on PS1 versus PS4? This is... Uh, thinking about it, it's harder for me than I thought it would be. I, I mean, like, the PS4 has some incredible games. that we. I, I'm a huge fan of Nier Automata, and I, I'm a huge fan of um, the Final Fantasy games on there. I mean, if you include Final Fantasy XIV, that, 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 that's a huge thing. Oh, um, yikes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right, dude? Um, I mean, there there are a lot of amazing games on the PS4, like incredible games on the PS4 that in some ways, I think that the very top of the PS4 is like right there with the very top of the PS1. Like I, But the thing is, like, I like Suikoden 2 more than I like any other game, period. So, um, and, um, and Lunar and the definitive editions of Lunar and tactics I, i'm sorry i'm like thinking aloud right now this is hard um <laughs> I, I i think i'm gonna have to go with the ps1 but like the ps4 is has an incredible library like, like I, I astounding brat too but i kind of start losing it for old systems like i feel just more appeal by you know and some of the new stuff than retro stuff and it doesn't help that i've played some of the old stuff like a million times yeah well um video games you know? are, are are a technology driven art form and as technology improves, uh, we're seeing things in video games that were completely impossible on, on old systems. So yes. I, I, yeah, I, think, I, I think it's very fair to say something like, I love old video games, but video games get, are just getting better and better with each year. And, uh, and, and that, that's not disrespectful to, or, um, or, un, or unfair to say that. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. And so the PS4 has an inherent advantage by being... Uh, over a decade newer than the other three systems in the in our final four, uh, but uh, again, I, I mean, I think the PS One has more classics. Uh, Alana, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the PS One is probably my number one seed to give it away, um, and like. 
to bring in like retro encounter specifically the reason i do <laughs> a lot of episodes or go on a lot of episodes or even like before i join the site i am a little bit younger than some staff members or most of the staff members so i haven't played a lot of classics and that ps1 episode the top 10 i'd only played five of them so i felt like really? oh my god yeah, yeah i'd only played five or six because it was two lunar games and i haven't had yeah, them i haven't played tactics yeah, and but you so but like... you had but you had played Tales of Eternia, which to which uh, which yeah. which two other people in the panel had not, including <laughs> including someone else here, Zach. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Tales, of, Tales of Eternia or Tales of Berseria, though. Mm. Mm, yeah, I have see? played Berseria. <laughs> yeah, well, fine, all redeemed. Um, but like. You got I your pick... RPG card back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but like I. Yeah, I've been going back to play old classic games for ages, like stuff that I've missed because either we didn't get it in Europe or because I was too young and stupid to play it at the time. So, and I, let's do Suikoden 2, why not? Because it seems to be the big example. Um, Like I played Suikoden 2 on the podcast in 2018 and my God, like putting putting a PS2 game in, a PS1 game even, and like... It's a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's incredible. Like, you know, you come in with people telling you, oh, it's amazing and things like that. And you wash all those expectations away. And then it's you... good even when people say it's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I get the same feeling playing a PS1 game now that I've never played before as I would have done maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Like, there's no nostalgia tied behind Sweden 2 because I'd never played it before. But in 2018, I'm playing a PS1 game I've never played before and having stronger feelings about it than. 75% of the PS4's library and maybe that's just because I play and review a lot of video games anyway so I play a lot of modern stuff but I, yeah I just think that the PS1 is a really special little system and it's one of the first consoles I ever had as well so it's like I know I hate using nostalgia as a bit of a thing but yeah, I don't know. Like, no, no, yeah, no, no other nostalgia, nostalgia matters because we are voting with our thoughts and feelings, and nostalgia is a part of our thoughts and feelings. Yeah, but like, no, no other console, no other set of games makes me feel like, you know, a little kid coming down and oh, I'm going to play a game. Like, even now, <laughs> than the PS One does. Like, it's just really special. I think. Uh, talking about the podcast a little bit because talking about the podcast is something that I, I, I do way too much already. Um, one weird quirk of fate is that we have not played a PS1 game on Retro Encounter this year, but we have played a PS4 game for Retro Encounter this year. True. Uh, a, a, little, a little strange. But going back to games I played for the first time on the podcast, there are a couple PlayStation games. This is from my personal experience, of course. Um, Vagrant Story... Breath of Fire 4, Suikoden 2. And parts of those games really blew me away. Like like the camera stuff in Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story is such a cinematic game. Like and, those cutscenes are incredible. And the the character sprites and boss sprites in Breath of Fire 4 were mm-hmm. awesome. It it made me it made me feel like I was uh, yeah. I, it made me feel like I was looking at how incredible Blanca looked in Street Fighter Alpha 3 for the first time again. <laughs> and Suikoden 2 Almost everything about that game blew me away. It, it was a yeah. game that it, it was a classic that I had sort of missed, but was aware of its reputation. And then when I finally got to play it, it lived up to its reputation, and then I'm some. Still so upset that I missed the retro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, I got, I, a lot of hired me the next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
and it gave me an opportunity to uh, do one of my Muppet impressions on the podcast, which I which I deep which I deeply appreciate. I, I, yeah. I'm glad you appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I prefer your Necklore impersonation. But, but yeah, like like the PS4 has such a strong library. I, I am moving through my PS4 backlog a little bit in 2020 because I have more time on my hands than you, I usually might, and it has been. Yeah, yeah, we still have Cyberpunk to come out this year. Uh, we're, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good port machine, and we're getting the we're getting the near remake uh, later this year. Oh yeah. I, I mean, the PlayStation is maybe challenged for the first time in this whole tournament, <laughs> but I, I think it's still the winner. Uh, N- Nicholas, is there any um, uh, gap in the PS4 or PS1 library we haven't really brought up yet that you think we should? I'm trying to think PS1. I'm trying to think uh, gems we might have missed. For me personally, Saga Frontier is an absolute gem. I know that's a very divisive decision or or, uh, opinion because I know a lot of people really hate that game for some reason. But I think that concept... uh, Oh, actually, we can go into this. I I would almost call the PS4 library, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants Mm -hmm. because I feel like PS1 really had the early concept for some games of that open world explorability kind of concept that uh you know a lot of ps4 games really love to do now where you just kind of you know it's an open world i think like assassin's creed odyssey you just kind of explore and you know the ps1 had you know limitations just from where we were um but yeah which which have just sort of died with recent years it's now all about the open world yeah everything's just kind of an overworld now i do i do miss a good world map (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, Saga Frontier, I don't think we have time to fully discuss the odd storytelling of Legend of Mana. Um, um, Persona began on the PS1 uh, with uh, Revelations Persona, then Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment. But, I mean, I, I think I would rather replay Persona 5 than go back to PS1 Persona r- r- right now, only because, it's. It, I mean, th- there are so many technology technology innovation since that Persona 5 is one of the most playable RP- like stylish RPGs ever made and the PS1 yeah. Persona games aren't similar tack let's go to my other favorite RPG series Dragon Quest 7 or Dragon Warrior 7 on the PS1 great Dragon Quest story cool class system a lot of fun there but it is so such a slog and so slow moving that Dragon Quest 11 which is not exactly the a, a blazing fast RPG is is so much more of a like I don't know welcoming playable game than its PS1 counterpart. Like like PS4 has a lot of technology in its favor, but PS1's library is so incredible that I think I'm ready to vote. Uh, so let's I'll, I'll vote first again this time. I'm voting PS1 over PS4. Uh, Alana, you go next. I'm also voting PlayStation. And Zach, go ahead. I, I've got to go PlayStation 1. And Nicholas. Yeah, it's it's substantially close, but I think PlayStation just ekes out just a bit. All right, and Stephanie. PlayStation 4. <laughs> All right, just just so it doesn't just so it doesn't get the sweep. Just as I, I mentioned this before, but uh this is the first time I think the PS1 has been challenged. It was not close against the Dreamcast or the 3DS. But I, but I, I think we were able to have a more balanced discussion this time around. Um, but speaking of balanced discussions, I think we are about to hit the closest matchup of the entire tournament so far. 
Yeah. This is a lot of this rough. left is pretty sad and like <laughs> Sophie's choicing between. Yeah. Oh, um, I I truly do not know how I'm gonna go uh right right now. I I need to hear everyone else's thoughts first. We are discussing the Sony PlayStation Two versus the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, Zach, can you deliver the opening remarks here? Um. I mean, for me, this isn't even close. I mean, I voted against the PlayStation 2 in the last round. Um, mm. I, I mean, the PS2's got some great games. It's got some amazing games, but they all are all, like, plagued by the fact that they're for the PS2. Like, I, like they all have, like, some very PS2-ish qualities that yeah. are that don't hold up as well as Super Nintendo games do nowadays. Like, I, mm. I, I will go back and play Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI, and even Final Fantasy IV, and Lufia II, and Breath of Fire II, and a million things before I'd go back and play anything on the PS2. Um, is, is, I, like, I don't do think you... this is even close, honestly. I think, the, I, think the, I think the Super Nintendo destroys the PS2. Um, PS2's got, some, got a great library. Persona 3, Persona 4, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy XII. I, I mean, great games, but Sukunden five. But no, I'm sorry. It, it, Super <laughs> Nintendo's got it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't totally. Super Nintendo has no loading times too. That's exactly. true. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't totally agree though. Um, I think that the, the PS2, like, I, maybe you're talking, but you're saying that like uh, early 2000s polygons have aged more poorly than uh, than, not... than than than, uh, than 16-bit sprites, or is, is that an oversimplification? It, that, that's 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 accurate, but it's also the. Just, like, the, the gameplay styles, like, things taking way too long sometimes just because they can. Um, I, I, I mean, like, the, the over-reliance on cutscenes sometimes, like, I, I, I just think that the Super Nintendo is simpler in a, in a much stronger way than the PS2. But is there anything as dark or weird or interesting on the Super Nintendo as Shadow Hearts? Or as or 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 as the um or as Persona Three or like I mean I think Persona Three is darker and weirder than Persona Four, so I'll just leave it there. Indeed. But um, like like the Super Nintendo has some of the best RPGs ever made, but I think the PS2 also does. It, I I think I'm I'm worried I I'm a little worried I picked the PS2 hater in the crowd to deliver the opening remarks. Um, <laughs> you uh, did actually. <laughs> uh, Steph, what are your thoughts on this matchup? PS2 versus SNES. Sad. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> am, am I? Is this episode throwing you into a depression? I'm so sorry. Don't know. I kind of think I want to edge towards the SNES, but I feel like I've just had a lot more like wow moments with the PlayStation Two. I genuinely don't know. PS Two stuff uh... blew my mind in the moment. Like when uh, when I was told, I think I was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City, that the face buttons were pressure sensitive and I could use them to accelerate. Uh, and it was mm. such an improvement visual wise and camera and camera wise over the what the PS1 had to offer and like just looking at the water in Final Fantasy 10 for the first time i couldn't believe what i was seeing <laughs> there is a presentational quality to PS2 that feels like such a jump from what the SNES is that that i think that okay, but, yeah you know what i'm going to have to actually give it to the PlayStation 2 i just think like even though it's still a little bit janky it just just i don't know it, like games started to get really really interesting there and they started doing more experimental stuff and big stuff and like these big 80 plus hour RPGs They're really cool I, I don't know like Atlas I, killed it it murdered that gen 
I will say the Final Fantasy 10 through 12 lineup I think is actually weaker than Final Fantasy 4 through 6, and it's because of Mystic Quest sliding <laughs> things to its favor. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I, I but oh. I but I will agree that uh, Secret of Mana and uh, Trials of Mana are way better than uh, and Evermore. Well, yeah, Secret of Evermore, uh, the only Square game developed outside of Japan. That, that's a weird one. Um, that was an American team in uh, mm-hmm. in Washington State that made that game, uh, but but they used parts of the Secret of Mana engine. What Yoko Shimomura soundtracks do we like better? Street Fighter Two and Super Mario RPG, or <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Two and blank? The Hummer <laughs> I mean, who did that one? I mean, not... in that case, I'm going no, with, live alive. with Kingdom Hearts Two. But I, come on, because yeah. Don't you dare what, what disrespect mit, Vegas theme on this podcast. Do we prefer Chrono <laughs> oh, Trigger or Xenosaga? No. I mean, come on. Oh, mm. Come on! All five oh. tracks in Xenosaga. Ah. What uh? What what, what Sakuraba soundtracks do we prefer? Uh, Tales of Fantasia or like seventeen games on the PS2? Neither. Fantasia. <laughs> They're all okay. Fant- I like Fantasia's the Mario Tennis good. lineup, so there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, there's a Mario <laughs> Tennis game for the PS2. That's interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm, te- I'm I'm teasing. I'm not being fair. But if we're <laughs> don't if we're him, Alana. Again, like the PS2 is maybe one of the first consoles I really dug into RPGs. But then I think, like, I know I love Shadowhearts. Dragon Quest VIII is one of my favorites, probably my favorite game on that system. But then I, I tend to think of more, like Zach was saying, like, I remember a lot of the jank, like the Dark Cloud, the Rogue Galaxy, which Rogue, Rogue Galaxy people really like. And I tried to play it and I did not see the appeal of it at all. It was really bland and it was just the characters had nothing going for them. And I was I, like, I mean, guys, yeah. Jester. Jester Rogue. Jester Rogue. Yeah, of all things. But like, um, um, I, I think uh, Rogue Galaxy is just okay. We've had, yeah. but we've, we've almost done it for the podcast once. Or twice. I think level five is just okay. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did Dragon Quest Eight, so yeah, yeah. Be quiet. And and <laughs> Professor La- and Professor Layton. <laughs> I yeah. know it's not enough for you, Steph. I know. <laughs> I tried. I really have. Don't think. That, don't think this is much of a yokai watch crowd. No. Or a or a White Knight Chronicles crowd. R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. No. That's a game I really wanted to be amazing, yeah. and that was like, so it was basically really... like a what was it? Nino Cooney? Uh, because that, 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 okay. Oh, I see. That's how I feel about Nino Cooney, another level five game. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I like I, I absolutely hate it. I love the PS2. Like I love Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy Twelve, and stuff, and Dragon Quest Eight. But I I do think it's kind of. The PS1 was experimental and it pulled it off, and I think some of the PS2 experiments didn't pay off. Like, look at your failed mana games. I think Star Ocean 3 and the MP death was the worst damn thing they could have added to that series. Like, what on earth are you thinking? And also the cast of that game is awful. Yeah, they played too much Magic the Gathering and, and, like, faced some some deck burn milling decks and, like, hey, this is a great idea. It, It sucks in this card game, so let's put it in our RPG. Yeah, I also ashamedly played more of the GameCube than the PS2, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a Nintendo kid, necessarily. Only but... one of those had a Skies of Arcadia port, though, in your defense. Yeah, true. The PS2, if the PS2 had got that rumored port, or that rumored sequel, we might be having a different conversation today, but we're not having that conversation, because it never happened. Um, But the, yeah, the Super Nintendo I got later, like, I got it 2004, maybe, and... 
played through a bunch of stuff and was just like, yeah, it was a similar feeling as I've got PlayStation 1, so it's kind of unassailable to me in my head. I I have two weird flavors of nostalgia here because the Super Nintendo was my favorite console of my childhood. I did I did have a NES before it, but I would I discovered so many of my favorite games of all time on the Super Nintendo that I could not separate myself from that nostalgia even if, even if I tried. But the PS my PS2 nostalgia was like me playing Dragon Quest VIII made me go back to play all the other Dragon Quest games. Me playing Persona Three made me just really thirsty for Atlas's entire oeuvre of RPGs, which I hadn't really played at that point. Um, yeah. I, I had played Final Fantasy Tactics before, but I truly love all of those weird Nippon Ichi strategy RPGs on the PS2. Not just Disgaea; they had also had Lapusel and Makai Kingdom and oh uh, and, and and Phantom Brave. Brave. Yeah, they, yeah, and uh, they they. Um, like the PS2, I, I felt like I played more strange experimental games for that system than on the Super Nintendo. Even when I yeah. did my emulation journeys into trying to emulate Tengai Makio uh, or whatever the Japanese name of Far East of Eden is, uh, like <laughs> like there are hidden gems and weirdness on the P on the SNES, but that's a, a feeling of RPG experimentation that I more closely associate with the PS2, and it's. It's really two phases of my entire gaming history that those two systems encompass. But I think nostalgia wins, and I think I'm voting Super Nintendo. Uh, even if it's the more boring, uh, higher seed wins answer here. I, it's it's time to vote. Um, I'll vote first, and I vote Super Nintendo. Um, Alana, what is your vote? Super Nintendo. Stephanie, what is your vote? Um... Zach, Zach, what is your vote? Super Nintendo. And uh, Nicholas, what is your vote? Uh, so just a quick chip in. I didn't really contribute to the discussion. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, man. What? What? One of. Go, go ahead and 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 uh, and and give a good talk before giving before identifying your vote. Yeah, go for it. For me, it's it's almost about consistency of quality between these consoles, because when I think Super Nintendo. I really can't think of a lot of negatives. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure there's some just real crummy RPGs on the Super Nintendo. I just think of a general consistent seal of quality for most. I mean, there's some standout ones, you know, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, you know, your staples. But uh, I just find a consistent seal of quality, and it could be nostalgia speaking. But I feel PS2 fluctuates a bit more wildly with some like really like true standout uh like Suikoden and three for me it was just a fantastic experience um yeah. wild arms three i absolutely loved uh persona four was just a different ex- that elevated games to a new height for me um but then there's a lot of games i remember like, can't think of really any specifics, but I know there's some RPGs that I started that just kind of fell into the swamp of mediocrity that I didn't even end up finishing. Um, I, I started it, it, it was just there kind of flatlining for me. Maybe the voice acting was really wonky as it can be during that era. Um, but when I think on Super Nintendo, I just can't think of a lot of negative in that library. So for me, it's, it's Super Nintendo. I think part of it is 
the the mediocre to bad RPGs just didn't leave Japan and Super Nintendo. Like just uh, I mean I mean Europe barely got any of the Super Nintendo's great RPGs, but and um and worldwide like if something comes out with some acclaim in Japan now, there's an expectation for it to come over. But in the 1990s, like, like probably a lot of them were never heard of. And, like, I, I'm still hearing about Super Nintendo, or I should say Super Famicom RPGs, that I, uh, that I missed out 25 years ago because I just, like, because the, I, I didn't have, inter, uh, like, the kind of internet access and the kind of information overlord that would allow me to discover them. So I, I think part of the reason the, in, the Super Nintendo's library is so strong is because it is smaller and only the only the good stuff really rose to the top and got and got localized, but for the purposes of this exercise, that's that's a factor, and I think I think I basically agree, and I and um I, I hope I didn't misinterpret uh, this from you, Nicholas, but is that a vote for the Super Nintendo I smelled? Yep, that is Super Nintendo. All right, so uh, that matchup is over. Uh, the PlayStation 2 put up a valiant effort, but also managed to get blanked by the Super Nintendo, the only console that has on, that has won with five to zero in every single matchup. Oh wow, really? Yeah, we had, we had a one spoiler vote uh, for PS1 versus PS4, you might recall, but uh, but this but the Super Nintendo had no such struggle against the Game Boy Advance or PlayStation 2, or or, oh, I was or, thinking or of PS3. Lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Blimey. But. We're at the we're at the final. Uh, this is the championship challenge, the last two, um, and they were the top two seeds that I I wasn't even sure when I was drawing up this bracket which uh, how to place them. Um, but what I ended up with was the number one seed PlayStation versus the number two seed Super Nintendo, <laughs> and those numbers do not matter anymore because the two strongest competitors of the whole tournament are going head to head. We've talked about them a lot already. But we're not done yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about them a little bit at length, because talking about yeah. video games at length is something I enjoy doing very much. Uh-huh. Um, these, are the two ep- these are the two systems where we've had top ten episodes on. Uh, one was, la- one was uh, early this year, and one was over a year and a half ago, where uh, Peter Keegan and I identified the top ten Super Nintendo games. And really, I, I think I made similar comments... Uh, when we were talking about the, uh, when we were talking about this, the PS One in an earlier uh, vote, but I think that like the top five or top ten is so incredibly strong for both of these systems that I find them hard to match up against. Uh, um, but when you go into the top fifteen, top twenty, I think the PS One's a little better. But do I think about how much I love Chrono Trigger and Earthbound and Dragon Quest Five? Or do I think about how much I love that 10 to 15 range of the best PlayStation games? <laughs> like your, uh, I don't know, like your Breath of Fire 4, which is be- better than Breath of Fire 2. Or your uh, um, Vagrant Story being weirder than everything on the on the Super Nintendo. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I actually, like, despite some of my, you know, like, the difficulty in answering some of these previously, I actually really got to hand this one to the PSX in that case. I don't know why, I just think, you know, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, Chrono Cross, Tactics, Legend of Dragoon is just so cool. Breath of Fire 3 and 4 are just irreplaceable. Valkyrie Profile is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Symphony of Night is a game I like to break on the regular, uh, and <laughs> some of my favorite Tales games, too. 
Um, like, I don't know, I, I think it's a very, very, very strong lineup, even for how classic the SNES is. I mean, it doesn't matter. At this point, I'm going to be playing both of them still for years to come. So, but, you know, in terms of what's slightly stronger, arbitrarily, for the sake of this this March Madness matchup, June Madness, whatever. Uh, June I Madness. I really like the PSX. And Star Ocean 2 is, like, the greatest game ever made. Ooh. Every day is... <laughs> I wish I loved Star Ocean. I really do. I, I will say that um, I think the PS One had the better Star Ocean game, and this and the yes. SNES, the, the SNES had the better Tales game. I I really like Fantasia. Oh, not with mm. Eternia. I can't say that. Mm. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. no. I, I love, love I love Eternia also, but I think I like Fantasia more. I, I say that unironically. Mm. I just I, I've played that thing. Th- four times on three systems. Jeez, what's wrong with me? Oh, damn! The PlayStation 1 has a, a really good port of Fantasia. It's a port machine. We're, <laughs> we're, we're back there. I'm sorry. I feel bad that we paired up the PS4 with the NES. That was unfair. That was a little unfair. The the, the oldest system with the against the second the youngest. The sec- <laughs> like it just the, smacks it handedly. The, the Switch is a little bit newer than the PS4, but it was uh, it, it, it it was not a fair a fair matchup. But I think this match. hundred gigabytes. I, th- I think this matchup is extremely fair. It's uh, is, I, I, I think these are maybe the two best systems for RPGs, and it's appropriate that they're in the finals together. Uh, for a while, like into the PlayStation cycle, I still had my SNES on hand. Like it was just that yeah. good to kind of yeah. back into. I still needed the way to to play Mega Man X. That was very important to me. Those Japanese Mega Man ports did not cro- uh, did not cross shores until I think until the Legacy Collection, the uh, the, the collections on PS2 game- and GameCube. Yeah, those. But uh, Nicholas, what are your thoughts on this uh, Clash of the Titans? Yeah, this uh, this is easily the most difficult one. Um, so I think I'm falling back to what I said earlier. You know, Super Nintendo has this kind of consistent seal of quality of RPGs, and they played it safe. Um, they they kind of had an idea. They knew it generally worked. Well, it worked for Japanese audiences. It took us a while to catch up and warm up to RPGs in the States. Um, I think they broke that mold with uh, Final Fantasy VI. was kind of a, a big hit for us. Um, but there was a, there's a general safeness, but quality. Now... We, we mentioned the PS2, you know, they got experimental, but sometimes it didn't really land. Um, and I feel that the PS1 is kind of the opposite in that, where they got experimental and a lot of them just really landed. And now I don't know if that's because it was brand new to us and it was, you know, experimental then, whereas experimental on PS2 may have been a retreading of those experiments from PS1. Um, but, you know, I think of games that uh, really shine in terms of maybe art design or soundtrack, which, you know, there were some limitations on the Super Nintendo for. I, I tend to fall back on Legend of Mana because I think that's just an absolutely beautiful game. Uh, but also Saga Frontier has those beautiful backdrops and, uh, you know, the, all the Final Fantasies, you know, as clunky as they look, you know, the expansiveness of those worlds were something that, you know, Super Nintendo just couldn't handle. Um, and those those pre-rendered backgrounds just absolutely blew our minds um, when they came out. Like, video games can't get any better than this. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Um, so it, it kills me because Super Nintendo is, you know, the, 
the first big console I grew up with, and I have some of the fondest memories. And I think a couple of those titles, Chrono Trigger and, and Final Fantasy VI, namely, kind of shine, you know, as the beacons of RPGs uh, forever, as as far as I know, until something magical happens and they get knocked down. Um, but in terms of overall library and just it's really difficult i have to lean towards ps1 this is so, this is yeah. so hard <laughs> it, it is <laughs> i mean I, I grew up on the super nintendo like i i love the super nintendo like when, when you and i were first talking about this mike i thought super nintendo was my was my winner but the Super Nintendo is almost as top-heavy as the PS1. The Suikoden 2s, the Lunars, the Final Fantasy Tactics, the Chrono Triggers, the Final Fantasy 6s. But the PS1 library is so much deeper. Like, there's so much There's so much more there. Like, if I had to go 10 deep, I'd have to go, like, to Lufia 2 in, like, 6 or 7 mm-hmm. with the Super Nintendo. And, and I love su- the Super Nintendo. I love it a lot. And I love Lufia 2 a lot. But does it match up to even, like, something like Chrono Cross for me? I don't think so. No. Um, yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I think the Chrono Cross is a stronger game, and I think that the PS1 has a stronger library. I, I think it's just it's just an incredible console for RPGs, I, which pains me to say. Gosh, like my eight-year-old self is like punching me in the face right now, but it's, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure I like any PlayStation game as much as I love Chrono Trigger, but... I, I mean, but then when you start to fill out the rest of the PlayStation library, it's like, ooh, do, do I like, I don't know, let's get weird for a second. Do, do I like a, a, any non-square game for the Super Nintendo as much as I love Lunar 2? I don't know. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's way more on the PS1. And I think if it was a question about what's your favorite console, irrespective of genre, I think I would say Super Nintendo because of those other games that I mentioned earlier, like yeah. your Metroids and your Marios and everything else. And But if you start asking me RPGs, like, you know, you take Square out of the situation, the Super Nintendo does not have as much. And I love Tales of Fantasia as well, but, like, the PS1's got the better-playing Tales game and the better-playing Star Ocean game, which was Enix at the time, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, there's just... You know, and then Legend of Dragoon, which is Sony. Um, you have to start like really tooth combing and going like, right, where can I separate these two consoles? And it's like, I mean, I know support was probably wider because you know games development was gradually coming into the forefront and getting easier to get into. Not really easy, but like you know, there's more studios around in the PS1's time than there was in the Super Nintendo's time. So obviously, you're going to have a bigger library of games, but most of those experiments paid off like Chrono Cross like not everybody loves Chrono Cross and I'm one of the people who doesn't but I think that it does a lot of things really really well and can you say there's another game like Chrono Cross I don't think so even though it's a sequel to Chrono Trigger I mean uh, the Xeno series began on the PlayStation and yeah I I I mean I mean is there anything on the Super Nintendo like Xenogears I mean, I don't want any platforming dungeons like Xenogears on anything fair, else. That's so. fair. <laughs> I love Xenogears, but I do not like those dungeons at all. Is, is there? Are there any 
puzzle dungeons in the Super Nintendo, like whatever you call Wild Arms One. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. really. It's, Ooh, I love Wild Arms so much. That Wild I Arms, right? I, I mean, I mean, can we even talk about Wild Arms without without uh, bringing up its opening theme into the world? <laughs> oh come on, that's not easy to compare. It isn't. See, but but I think um, CD quality audio is a thing. Voice acting is a thing. Like technology is part of video games, and I think that there were some technology advantages that the PlayStation took took uh, advantage of, like. Um, I, I don't want to say look good because like PS1 polygons haven't aged great, but I, I think I was more blown away by the 3D on the PlayStation than than anything I saw on the on the Super Nintendo. Even when I listened to the pop song at the beginning of Tales of Fantasia for the first time, <laughs> I think as well. Like I was just thinking about this the other day because I was listening to the, some of the old um like top ten episodes, and um, I listened to the, pl- the classics episodes where you discuss like missing games. Mm-hmm. You had so much more to say about the PlayStation One than you did we the did. Super Nintendo. Like the Super Nintendo kind of covers most of the bases, except Chrono Trigger is the one big omission. But the PlayStation One classic only really had Wild Arms and Final Fantasy VII. Like we know yeah. how much you don't like Persona One. That was so it's weird. Like, yeah, and it's like, what other games could you have gone for? And you could list like another ten easily, whereas you can kind of play a section of the SNES library and have a good flavor for what it's got. And that's very reductive of me to say, but like, do you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm going with that kind of thing? Um, but like the PS1, you can, I don't know, you can play Final Fantasy IX and it's not going to be like Wild Arms, which isn't like Xenogears, which isn't like ooh, Star Ocean. And, I don't know. and you know, like, I'm sticking to my fixation on top fives and top tens. I think that like people like us who play a lot of RPGs and talk about RPGs on on the internet uh, to a degree, there's going to be a lot of overlap with your top ten Super Nintendo RPGs, but just the diversity of the PS1 library, I think you'll see a lot of different top top fives. Let's see like the Lunar Games on PS1. They have musical numbers and kissing, and you know those are two things I love. <laughs> Factors. <laughs> we did have pretty different lists for the PS1 RPGs. We did. Like we had a pretty similar top three or four, and there were consistent games among them. But like, like I say, I had Parasite Eve and Grandia, and um, oh I was God, the only. I, I was the only. I was the only person with Dragon Warrior Seven or Persona Two Innocent Sin. Right. Yeah. And it was like you know, and I don't know how similar your Super Nintendo top tens were, but yeah it's 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 still really hard like it really hurts to say because the super nintendo was so big and so important and like i said if you're asking me what my favorite console was i think it would be super nintendo but if you're asking me what console i want to go back and play rpgs on i think it's probably the playstation are we ready for a vote or do we want anyone else to to weigh in one last time no let's do it all right <laughs> first just... somber air Let's just rip off that band-aid and, and cry afterwards. Yeah. Don't cry until the end. <laughs> uh, Zach, vote first, please. As much as it pains me, I, I have to vote for the PlayStation 1. All right. Uh, Stephanie, your vote, please. Uh, yeah, it hurts, but I think I'm actually going to give the edge to the PlayStation 1. All right, Nicholas, your vote, please. No, I voted against it earlier. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Think I'm, think I'm PlayStation 1. Alana, your vote, please. 
Yeah, as much as it hurts, PlayStation One. You know, I, I I've really been on the fence Wrong this whole. T- it, I've been on the fence the whole time, but I think I'm going to vote for the Super Nintendo. Okay. Because yeah. I, uh, Chrono Trigger is my favorite game. Yeah. Th- that was my deciding factor. <laughs> and that makes sense. Like my top five is three uh, three PS One games, one Super Nintendo game, and one Dreamcast game. So I completely get it. I mean, we, we've played Earthbound, Chrono Trigger. Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy VI, sort of, Trials of Mana, uh, Lufia Two for this podcast, probably others I'm forgetting, Dragon Quest V. Uh, I, I think that I think more of my favorite games are on the Super Nintendo, even though I think the PS1 has a deeper library. That, that was my deciding factor, but we did come up with an overall favorite console for RPGs. And it is the Sony PlayStation. Yeah, this was a very thoughtful podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like we're suffering because there's no big hurrah. Like we found the answer. It's just kind of a somber. <laughs> yeah. You want to? You want to talk? You want to talk about some first world problems? I was on a podcast trying to figure out the best console for RPGs, and it made me sad. <laughs> but that's uh, how it goes, everybody. But we did arrive at a conclusion. Our conclusion was that the Sony PlayStation is the best console for RPGs. So go and find a North American PS1 to hear the boat song in its in its glorious final version. Um, whatever you do, don't play Beyond the Beyond. Oh, that's the real reason I didn't vote for the PlayStation. Oh, damn it! I missed an opportunity again <laughs> to talk about it. My my I least my I'm least favorite. Get- Oh, but oh, my second least favorite JRPG is Lagoon for the Super Nintendo. That game blows. Bahamut Lagoon or just Lagoon? Just Lagoon. Oh. Just Lagoon. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bad East slash Zelda clone. Don't don't play that. I am in opposition to you. You like Lagoon? I love we need that to game. This. That game is the worst. I... <laughs> oh God! It, like the, the least impressive sword strike in any action RPG I've ever played. Oh my God. So. I do agree with that, but there was so much content that was cut in the North American release against the, the Japanese X68000 release. Ooh. Is that the Super Famicom, or is that a different console? No, it's a different console. It was like a... I think it was like a floppy disk-based system. Okay, but it was, okay. I think it was originally designed for that. So, so it was, so it was, it was the a PC Engine game that got uh, butchered for the Super Nintendo. Got it. I'm still voting Super Nintendo then. All right. So the, the version of Lagoon that I hated growing up was the bad version. I feel I feel comfortable in that, but I still it's, it's whatever. The, the moral of the story is beyond the beyond sucks. It's true. Um, so it's listeners, uh, thank you for hearing my detailed thoughts on Beyond the Beyond and other PlayStation games in crowning the PlayStation as our uh, favorite console to play RPGs. But listeners, uh, we have many fine podcasts coming in the future on Retro Encounter. Next week, we are beginning our two-episode series on Yakuza 0. I'm in the midst of Yakuza 0 right now, throwing money at people, investing in real estate. I recently hired a chicken as a building manager. Do, do not Very smart. Yeah, don't exactly know how that happened, but it did. Uh, Yakuza 0 is a crazy-ass game, and we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it for two episodes later in June. In July, we are still planning out that month, but we are definitely doing two episodes on on Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, the uh, 
Super Nintendo original that had a PS1 port and then a pretty elaborate PSP remake. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be playing the PSP version for that podcast, but regardless, that is the story of July on Retro Encounter. Um, You can also comment on the RPG fans' boards, visit our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, Discord channels, Twitch server. Uh, No, I'm sorry, Discord server, Twitch channel. (laughs) It's only streaming every day on Twitch. uh, And there's also three other fine podcasts on uh, RPG fan, Random Encounter, Rhythm Encounter, and Phoenix Edge. Go and review those three along with Retro Encounter on iTunes or Google Play or however you're listening to us. We love feedback. But most important of all, this is episode 240. That number is mathematically close to episode 250. And you know that we do something weird every uh, 50 episodes on Retro Encounter. This isn't that weird. We're doing a mailbag again. So please email retro at rpgfan.com with questions or recommendations of games to play or whatever your thoughts are, because as long as they are appropriate to air, we will talk about them on episode 250. So please send in those emails. Just remember that appropriate part. <laughs> send in those emails. Well, if they're inappropriate, we'll still read them. We just won't share them. Um, <laughs> so uh, remember that email, retro at rpgfan.com. Send emails <laughs> for our mailbag episode number 250 coming in August. But uh, listeners, maybe you want to speak to us more directly than sending an email to retro at rpgfan.com. Uh, let's talk about how you could reach us individually, starting with you, Zach. You can email me at ZachW at RPGFan.com, or you can find me on Discord at ZachW. And Stephanie. Uh, you can find me most places on the internet, uh, Twitter especially, at DiceSMS. Please do. I really like talking to finding more gaming peeps. Right on. And Nicholas, your turn. <laughs> I have an Instagram. It's uh, at BeoXXVI, B-E-O-X-X-V-I. And Alana, your turn. Uh, best places on Twitter. I am at Alana Hagues, or I occasionally come on Discord now. Um, I am just Alana on Discord. Oh, I'm I'm the worst on Discord. I think I, I probably should stay away from the RPG fan Discord. But if you want to make fun of me on Discord for being a moron, you can do so by uh, I'm because I'm Monsoon Mike on RPG fans Discord. I am at the Real Monsoon on Twitter most of the time. At Evoker for Dogs other times, and. Yeah, those are the best ways to reach me. But also, please email retro at rpgfan.com to send in those emails for episode 250. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We picked our favorite console to play RPGs on. It is the Sony PlayStation, and we're all sad. (laughs) Yep. It's a friendly sadness, but sadness. Yeah, sadness indeed. I still like you guys, but I'm a little sad. Okay, I'm I'm a lot sad, but just in general. But 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 right but right now I'm feeling a little sad. Uh, listeners, thank you. Good night and good luck. <laughs>